folks. Welcome back. Hope you're doing well. Before we kick things off, we're going to thank some friends. I'm going to start off with Five Iron Woodworks. Skunk would also like to thank his friends at Godin Guitars and Tragen Guitars. And uh, you need usually need something to uh, put on those guitars when you get one. And so Skunk would also like to thank the folks at Ernie Ball Strings. And he guarantees that if you buy all this stuff, you will play just as well as he will. Or your first 100 lessons are free. Win-win. Okay, today's guest, we're talking with Gina Squaws. Gina is a fantastically talented painter out of L.A. It was really cool to hear her talk about how she got started. She recently started a music project with her husband, Kevin Rutmanis, called Lord and Lady Kevin. You may know Kevin's name from bands like the Melvins, Tomahawk, Hepatitis. So it was really cool to sit down and chat with her and learn all about this stuff. As always, check us out on social media. We'll also link Gina's uh, information down below. And there we go. Enjoy the show. We are back here, eclectic soundtracks number whatever. Who cares? So, uh, with and like I was just asking when our countdown was happening with Gina Squaz. Squaz. Now, now you're from Australia, right? Yeah. Is it is that an Australian name? It doesn't no, sound Australian I'm, to me. No, that's not my real last name. It's just the name I use for my art. Where did that come from? It actually came from a Mr. Bungle song. Oh, no way. Okay, now that totally makes sense. Yeah, I totally I get it really now. I really like them when I was a kid, and when I first started doing art, I um, I pinched the name for my art name. Oh, wow, that's super cool. I never knew where that was. I was like, I guess she's got a Polish family or something. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> so what is your real, what's your, your actual last name? Uh, Afentopoulos. Oh, that's like almost harder. Yeah. Ephentopolis? Yes. Wow. Okay. So it's like Gina Squaz Ephentopolis Root Manis. Yeah. That's right. It's a lot. That's a, and your your art name, so the squaz, but it's isn't that like Mal Squaz? What is the your Yeah, it's Mal Squaz. Mal Squaz. Okay. And so that's like a, and that comes from Bungle. Mm-hmm. Super cool. Okay. How did how did so, you not now, know that skunk? Aren't you like a Bungle super fan? <laughs> I am, but apparently not a, not as much as I thought. <laughs> I'm also just not very intelligent, Vix. You know. Oh well, neither um, am there's I, that so, fact. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't have known either. Oh, so. uh, <laughs> so well, thanks for joining us. Okay, so when did you now, right now? Are you in L.A. or you're? Yeah, I'm in L.A. What part of L.A. are you guys in? Um, just close to. Oh. Breeze. Hello. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Go again. Close to what? West Hollywood. Ah, all right. Right on. Cool, cool. Yeah, I lived out there many years back, uh, a couple of different spots. So I'm like somewhat familiar with it out there and like, mm -hmm. out there here and there. Um, and so when did you move? Did you move straight there from Australia? Was that like, I want to go to Los Angeles and, and do art and that kind of thing? Yeah, it was kind of, um, well, I met Kevin on online through Tom Hazelmeyer. And then, you know, we started talking. That's how we met on Facebook. 
Oh, wow. We started talking and then eventually, you know, we got married in Australia and then I moved here. Wow. Okay. Was he, he he was here though, right? The whole time? Yeah, he was here. Okay. Wow. That's cool. Did that, did he ever tour over there? Like, I know it's like Australia, I've heard like a lot of good things, especially it seems like with that kind of, you know, a little kind of kind of out there rock the bungle stuff the avant-garde like i know well maybe this i'm basing this on a few a handful of people i know in australia Mm -hmm. that love that kind of music but what's the scene like over there or was it like over there was it good for rock and stuff like that i mean the touring bands do come through there um there was a really good um, sort of punk scene Mm -hmm. um and stuff like that and i mean um you know, where a guy would have shows at his house and his, you know, um, and bands would come to play at this house and stuff like that. But um, it's pretty isolated. So um, there, there is a little group of sort of weirdos in Perth and there's sort of this little scene, but it's not huge. Right. You know, it's not like L.A. where everyone's a weirdo. Right, right. So that's why you were like, God, it's not enough weirdos here for me. <laughs> yeah, I could only get art shows like, you know, at a few places and sort of contemporary galleries aren't really interested in my kind of stuff. So, Were you like from a big city like Sydney or something or were you? No, I'm in Perth. Where the hell's that? Nobody knows. <laughs> <laughs> it's in Western Australia. It's, it's, it's one of the most isolated cities in the world. Okay, so you're a... You're a small town, small continent girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I would love to go there. It sounds like a cool place, but like, I'm all there's two a couple of things. A, it's like a thousand hour flight. It's mm-hmm. you know so far away. B, I feel like there's like lots of cool exotic animals like platypuses and koalas and cool things, but I also feel like all the deadliest things in the world like live in Australia, <laughs> like mutant yes. spiders that are like crazy poisonous and snakes and yeah. just sounds even horrible. The size of your scary. There's even plants that'll hurt you, I think. Yeah, everything will hurt you there. Yeah. Even koalas. Yeah, koalas will drop on your face and claw you. Dude, koalas yeah, they call, are they call bastards. Yes. They're super cute. They're super cute. And they sleep like 20 hours a day, but they're like hostile little shits, right? Like uh, I don't know about that, but they do smell like piss. Oh, and they make crazy. Have you ever heard the sound of a koala, Vic? They make crazy noises, right? No. They sound really not what you would think. Chewing on eucalyptus yeah. leaves. Yeah, yeah. Chewing on eucalyptus and sleeping all day, which mm-hmm. just, uh, frankly sounds quite amazing. Speaking sound of awesome. animals, what yeah, I see a cat roaming around. Is that what I see back there? Oh, you could see that? I saw a cat, and I, I think I saw a little dog earlier. Yeah, we have a cat and a dog. What's, uh, what are their names? Um, Egg is the cat. Is that a Mr. from Mr. Bungle? No. <laughs> okay. Egg. Egg and Marcus is Marcus. the chihuahua. Gotcha. Okay. Mm-hmm. What are some great weirdo rock bands uh, or bands from Australia? What are some of your favorite local musicians? Um, the scientists were from Perth, actually. Um, I don't know if you've heard of them. Um, they were a great sort of, um, I don't know, sort of punk band uh-huh. in the 80s. Right. Um, and then, like, the birthday party. Oh, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. The rest of the world just thinks ACDC. That's all we know. Yeah. <laughs> there was a great band called from Perth called The Victims. They were really good. 
Okay. Uh, sort of like a punk band in the in the eighties as well. Not not that this has anything to do with them, but when I saw, but did you? Did you see? I guess you didn't because you were on tour, or Hepatitis was on tour with the Melvins and mm-hmm. um, the Cunts uh, last February, which was like right before COVID, sh- the world shut down. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And uh, thank you once again, actually, for for getting me into that show. Look. I oh wore, yeah, no worries. Oh yeah. I wore my that's shirt. Cool. Nice. I love this shirt. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I I love the I love he- the Hepatitis music too. It's really cool, and I thought they put on a great show. That was really oh, yeah, really fun, <laughs> and uh, all three bands kicked ass. It was awesome, and then Kevin got up in the balcony playing along with the Melvins and shit. It was yeah. cool, but um, the yeah, and I was super sad to hear that that place Slims, which I, apparently is kind of a legendary hip cool place, mm-hmm. it was a very cool bar, shut down. Right, I think that's yeah, no that's more right. from COVID. Yeah, yeah, they're gone now. Which that is sucks. a shame. Kevin said he really liked playing there, though, or he's treated really well. And yeah, yeah. it was a very cool place. So mm-hmm. I'm super. Little did we know at the time, but I mean, even that made it even more kind of cool and special. That I, I was like, "Wow, cool! I'm glad I at least got to see a show at that at that venue." Mm-hmm. But you, uh, so there was kind of a West Coast tour that had happened, and I'm assuming that nobody's really played since, right? I mean, no, yeah. yeah. So there was that kind of a that was like a West Coast run. Sort yeah, of, it was right? like West Coast up, up, you know, up the West Coast and back mm-hmm. again. Yeah. And um, so because you were on that tour at the time, I guess you guys probably didn't see Mr. Bungle or were you in town I for that? I did actually because I um, had me work the Melvin's merch table at the Mr. Bungle show. So I did see them. Wait, what? Oh, the Melvin's open for them on. Yeah. Where oh where was which which show was that that was in L A I that, guess huh yeah it was in L A oh yeah okay yeah. I saw him in San Francisco okay cool oh. awesome mm-hmm. yeah yeah very cool very cool um yeah I don't remember what I was gonna say about that now but <laughs> with Mr Bungle but clearly I don't know much about them <laughs> um so what you got Vic um how did you guys meet. Like, how do you know each other? Like, because I, okay, so good question, right? Yeah. Yeah. So I reached out to Gina just because I found your art. Some, I'm not even initially sure how I came across you, but I licensed the piece of art, which is so the art for Out of Reach, the single, oh, okay. the Good Rogering song, is that the, the heart and the hands reaching out? That That's Gina's artwork. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, that's I think right. that's, yeah, I think that's how we first. That, as far as I can tell, mm-hmm. yeah, and um, just on I Facebook, I think, you know, yeah, it's kind of incestuous. Like people who are into that kind of music or the Amrit stuff or whatever, they're all. That's the thing. Very much with like the whole that kind of that circle, right? The and it seems like very much kind of bands like Bungle and the Bay Area bands and the Melvins down into the to L.A. and there's there's all this crossover, right? And there's there's mm-hmm. all these different bands that kind of know each other and play together and tour together, but they're, they're very loyal sort of cult type following fans. A lot of them yeah, on the West definitely. coast. And, and I see like anytime I, I, you know, and become friends with somebody in that circle, it's like, I see all the other people. Right. And mm-hmm. so everybody kind of knows yeah. everybody. And so then if your name gets dropped, they're like, Oh yeah, sure. You know, I think everybody mm-hmm. kind of knows everybody. So that's probably how I came across you was you were probably friends with someone or I saw a post on, you know, through someone else that I know that's in all those circles and Facebook groups and stuff like that. So yeah. that was our introduction. And then, um, 
Yeah. And then it just so happened when we <laughs> last, you know, or 2020, yeah, last year, February, when we were out there to see, when I was out there to see Mr. Bungle. And, uh, and I was like, oh man, the Melvins are coming through and hepatitis is opening. And I was like, and then they were, I think they were sold out. And I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm just going to try something. And Gina was very gracious. Yeah. So, oh, I know what it was that popped in my head randomly. When you said the victims from Australia, there was a band, one of the bands, uh, I saw both the Bungle shows in San Francisco. And one of the nights, one of the opening bands was called uh, Victims Family. Do you know oh, those yeah, guys? I've heard of Victims Family, yeah. They were badass. They were really yeah. cool. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. It was like this. It was like it's like punk rock, but like kind of progressive, like and kind of mm-hmm. like really musically interesting. I really dug those guys a lot. Yeah. Um. So, what are some other um bands? I mean, let's see. So, like Kevin, was he? Did he start with the Cows? Was that pre? Was that his original thing pre Melvins? Yeah, that was his first band. Cows right. with his and. Um, is that online? Is Kevin's not super like social media guy, is he? He used to be. <laughs> and he's just like, fuck this, I've had it. I, I yeah, respect him, it. man. I respect that. I hate this shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm sick it. of all this new crap coming. I can't keep up with it. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, sorry about my tangent, but. <laughs> That's all right. <laughs> TikTok and all this bullshit. <laughs> Although I do think a, a Kevin Gina TikTok dance video would be pretty good. I would. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I th- I'm glad you told me about his YouTube page because so there's the cows. He played with the Melvins. I think he was on one of my favorite Mel- Melvins albums, which is Stoner Witch. Actually, is he on he Stoner wasn't Witch? On Stone Witch. No, no, he was on he who? Was on oh fuck Host- me, Houdini. Takeover. That's okay. Was he on Houdini or not? No. No. Hostile Ambient Takeover. So that album is the first time I ever saw the Melvins. And, he- and here's something mm-hmm. ridiculous. For some reason, like the Melvins, I never, I knew, had heard the name when I was young, but I never really knew much about them. Or, or, and I, I thought they, for some reason, I had it in my head that they were like one of those kind of like 90s alt rock kind of like lame whatever bands. Mm-hmm. And then I was in Seattle and these guys that I was staying with were like, oh, hey, I got uh, tickets to the Melvins. And I'm like, oh, all right. And so we go see the Melvins. And I, it was like so cool because it, it, this had to be. And so this was that, that record. So Kevin on bass, who was uh, just, I think he was just wearing a thong and like uh, um, Buzz was wearing his big, you know, robe thing. And, Mm -hmm. and so, but what was crazy about it is, I mean, we we were, we got pretty blitzed before the show and I didn't even really know the band. So I walk in and there's a band kind of playing, but it's super unassuming. Right. And there's Mm -hmm. a lot. So I'm like, you know, I walk in the other room and I'm like watching the like sports shit on the TV and I'm kind of roaming around. And then I I'll walk back in, like thinking this is like an opening band, but there's a lot of people there. And then I look because there's no big production at all. Right. And I look mm-hmm. and I see these guys and I'm like, okay, this is pretty interesting stuff. And then I just, there's a little taxi cab thing on the, on one of the amps that just says Melvin's. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> But it was so cool. Like I never forgot. I was just like I was a fan ever since, and I got super into mm-hmm. the Melvins because I just thought it was such an interesting, different band that that it wasn't what I expected. Yeah. Um, so that was the the first time. And then Hepatitis. Probably I'm sure he's had some other bands. But you told me today, which I did not know, that you and Kevin are actually creating music together as Lord and Lady 
Rip Manus or what? No, no, Lord and Lady R- Kevin. <laughs> Lord and Lady Kevin. <laughs> but it's it's now Lords and Lady Kevin because we've got um Dave Livingstone from the Gob Bullies. You know. Oh, Gob you're Bullies. expanding. Okay. Yeah. So I haven't had the chance really to listen. I just listened to one tune. I think it was actually a cover on on YouTube. Oh yeah, which one was that? Oh, good question. <laughs> we, go, we, go we have forward. done a few covers. Hold on, hold on. I'm gonna go. By, by chance, it wasn't Freight Train by Nitro, was it? Oh no, yeah. no. no. <laughs> no. Freight Bird. It could, ne- could never be so cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> which one was it? Um, tell us all those videos you have up here. You should know every one, right? No. <laughs> Jeez, I wonder if I, now, now I feel, now I'm like, got busted. Oh, I mean, I did listen to a song, but I don't know what the hell it was. But there is a ton of shit on this YouTube channel. Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, but I mean, you know, I mean, I would imagine Kevin's pretty prolific, right? Yeah. So he yeah, wake you up in the middle of the night with like weirdo shit, like, hey, come record. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, Handing you sticks to a xylophone. <laughs> <laughs> He has been playing the harmonica lately, which is fun. Kevin style. Yeah. I just love the the hepatitis. Like the, the slide bass was super cool. Mm-hmm. Like I really dug that. And uh yeah, I just really like that band. I can't get enough of uh that song dot dot dot. That's my favorite. So like, you gotta go check this song out, Vic. It's the best. It's like uh look at all it's like Look at all these fucking ghosts. Holy fuck. Look at all these goats. Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> dot, dot, dot. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that one's great. I made a music video to that one, actually. You did? A lot of fun. You yeah. did? Oh, wow. Yeah. Now, is, where is that? Day. So, I should... I'm the worst. That, you'll learn as we talk that I don't prepare and I'm a terrible podcast host. So sorry about that. But. <laughs> it's totally fine. So is this hepatite? Is this a hepatitis YouTube page though? Oh, sorry. No, it's Kevin's. It is on his. Okay. So let me go back yeah. there. And when would this have been like a year ago? Not maybe, maybe not two even. Years ago. Oh, it is that long ago. Okay. Dot, dot, dot. There it is. Sweet. Yes. So you so you do video stuff too? Yeah, I I started doing um, sort of animation using photography, like taking thousands and thousands of photos and then animating them. Badass. Okay. Um. So I was I've been doing that for a while, and that's how I did that video. Um. And yeah, and Very now cool. I do other videos, but I'm at the moment I'm stealing other people's footage and then manipulating it to fuck it all up <laughs> i dig it excellent it's uh you know yeah, I've, ads I've, and stuff like that you know like supermarket ads and like just cheesy awful footage where could one find some of that stuff i mean obviously it's all on kevin's on, on kevin's channel. page so that's yeah, kind of like, the place to go yeah like okay. um with the lord and lady kevin stuff like i we sort of kevin makes some videos and i make some videos Dave's making some videos and stuff like that. So, okay, cool. Yeah. And then you personally, for your art, where would people find you for that? On Instagram and Facebook. Mostly. Under Ma- Mal Scars. 
mouse gloves. Squaws. Yeah, on Facebook and my Instagram name's mouse gloves, but it's got two M's and two Z's. So already, already somebody took the name. <laughs> let me let me see if I can redeem myself. I mean, does so mouse squaws, where is that the bungle? Does that is off, disco volante off that mm-hmm. mamishka, right? Yes, that's okay. Right. That is such a crazy ass album, but I love that album. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just like googling this. Okay, cool. Yeah, and now, do you f- primarily what I've seen from you is like through Facebook. I'm usually on Facebook more than Instagram, but like, um, but like a lot of watercolor art, right? Yeah, lately I've been doing like for the past couple of maybe two years, doing watercolors mostly. So what's some other, but you've worked in other mediums and, and what's some other stuff that you've done? Um, I started doing, I started off with acrylic paintings and then um, I tried a bit of oil and then I moved to um, watercolors and that's what I'm doing mostly now. Is that just trying to experiment with different things or is there something about watercolors? What is, what is, what is about water? Watercolors almost seems kind of difficult. It seems messy, right? Yeah, I don't know. I really like it. It's a really malleable medium. Uh-huh. Um, I don't think I use it in the right way. <laughs> do you sketch? You sketch first, right? In, yeah, I do the outlines first, and then sort of fill right. it all in. Mm-hmm. I um, yeah, my my um, my artistic endeavors were always like I could draw a tree and fire and, and stick figures, and that's it. And then <laughs> that's I. That's all you need. Yeah, and then, well, I mean, I was pretty proud of my trees and fire. Like that's, that's all my book covers were like band names and trees and fire. Um, but then I got into the when the pandemic happened, uh, I, I started watching Bob Ross, and, and I just thought I was oh, like yeah. you know Joe acrylic painter there for a minute painting trees, and <laughs> I, I think I did one, <laughs> two paintings and stopped. But but that he's an acrylic guy, right? Am I right there? No, he does oils. Oh, oils. Well, I guess it was oil painting. That's how much... I don't even know what the hell I painted with. This is how much of an artist (laughs) I am. That's okay. I barely know what I'm doing, so... Well, what's what's behind you? Is that by any chance? Oh, that's... um, Kevin found that at a, like, a... I don't know, like this warehouse sale or something. It's huge. It's this big... I feel like I'm looking at Rivendale or something. Like, it's... Yeah. (laughs) It's like Middle-earthy... Yeah, it's it's strange. I think it used to hang in a restaurant or something like that. So for when you're painting, do you have like, uh, do you do the uh, help, Vic? What do they call them? The uh, what? Circles? Easels? Do you just paint in circles? Yeah, easels <laughs> and what do you, a canvas, right? But do you oh. have the thing where you like put the canvas up on the easels or is it a flat like... Or is it different for watercolors? Do you use different? It's it's different for watercolors because you use watercolor paper, so I'm working at a desk. But when I was doing acrylic paintings, I was using easels and canvases. Okay. Um, so, and it's like, do you have any art that we could look at? Now? Yeah. I'll have to go get it. That would be awesome, though. I'd love to see some. All right. Hold on. Cool. Poor Gina. I'm just like, <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> what do you, what uh, I paint with 
what's that thing called? Go grab art. <laughs> uh, do you do that thing? You know, the thing when you do art? So, uh, yeah, so... What are you paying on? What's that called? Oh yeah, canvas. <laughs> but yeah, I was thinking because watercolors are different. Like you don't mm-hmm. it's, you don't see the Bob Ross like watercolor. No. Although, dude, there's a guy on another guy I came across. I can't remember his name, and I want to say I think he paints with watercolors, and it's pretty I've, awesome. I've seen dudes. Again. Yeah, I've I've seen some yeah. guys do that, and they'll they'll put something underneath the 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 paper, right? Give it a little bit of a, a lean and. Uh-huh. When they, when they paint something, it just kind of just depends on what they want it to do, and they'll use like a Kleenex or a cloth and kind of blotch some stuff out. But it, yeah, it's real calming to watch these guys. Oh, do dude, that. I love watching those those painting shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I I got so like hooked on the the whole thing Bob Ross. at the early pandemic. I think we I think we needed like calming. Yeah, stuff, right? Yeah, I the I, uh, my dad used to do watercolors. He was really good at it. I I never got the hang of it. And that's why I haven't done it in a long, long time. Yeah, I feel like the last time I painted with watercolors, I was in like grade school. Even that's, maybe that's probably why I was afraid of it because it was just all just blah, right? So yeah, but it's cool, like because you can, and I love abstract art too. Like I, um, man, do you remember you remember Callie, right? Yeah. Dude, she oh, started yeah, doing yeah. paintings. Have you seen her paintings? They're yes. amazing. And yeah. they're very abstract, but very cool. I think they're acrylic, but they're probably oil, because I don't know the difference. <laughs> okay, Gina, what you got? Um, oh. So that's, that's one of the watercolors. Oh, wow. Now, that's just, is that just two colors? Is that just black and white? It's no white. It's just black watercolor. That's oh, it. wow. That's amazing. So it's cool. It looks almost looks like pencil from. Like how a, like how long does some, yeah? How long does something like that take? Um, this took a few days, you know. Yeah. Um, sort of eight, you know, seven or eight hour shifts at a time. Um, and then I've got. I don't know if this is going to fit on the screen. Oh yeah, I think it will. One of the acrylic paintings. Oh, badass! That That's cool. Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that, that looks like him. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I think the light's hitting it a little weird, but anyway, that's. There's a little bit of a glare, but we can we can kind of see it. And that one too doesn't look like it's a whole lot of color. Is that just like three colors or? Um, it's no. There, there is a lot of color. I think it's. I guess just, it's, it's hard to see. It's sort of monochromatic, but you know, with mm-hmm. the acrylics, I tend to use lots of different shades and stuff. That's incredible detail. So, Thanks. where does some of your inspiration come from with this kind of these concepts that you have, like with the faces and the distorted faces and, and contortions and and that kind of stuff? What got you into that? Where did that come from? Something that sort of developed over time. Um, when I was a when I was a little kid, I loved Ren and Stimpy. Um, <laughs> nice. Like loved Ren and Stimpy, yeah. and they used to do show those close ups of all the grotesque <laughs> shit. You know, yeah, um, yeah. And that's that really stuck in my head, and then, um, then sort of it just progressed. Um, 
some of my later influences are I really like photography. Um, there's a photographer called Roger Borlan. Mm-hmm. He's worked with Diane Wood and stuff like that. And he's he, he doesn't really, I don't know, he just he, he takes photos in South Africa of like sort of people who live in slums and stuff like that. Um, so they're really interesting and everything. Um, and also... Uh, like the Vienna actionists who were um, around in like the the sixties, I think, who did a lot of violent sort of paintings and stuff, like mm. really violent, like you know, painting themselves into walls and like cutting open a goat and you know that kind of thing. So when did you start painting? Were you like uh, like in you know third grade class? You were like, look at this mutilated body I made, or. <laughs> No, I wasn't quite there yet. Um, <laughs> I always liked drawing gross stuff. Um, but, um, you know, I was doing art all when I was a kid and everything. Um, and then I, I, I started actually painting when I was probably about 25. So nine years ago. So... Um so you did art when you were a kid, but not painting or? Yeah, like I, I used to do a lot of drawing and stuff like that, but I only really started doing acrylic painting, like just sort of dabbling in acrylic painting in my early 20s. And then I um, I started getting serious about it when I was probably about 25. Oh, cool. Was it, was it were you like me? Was it, was Bob Ross the, uh, the catalyst? <laughs> But you were like, there needs to be like more Bob violence Ross. in these trees. I'm, you are the antithesis, antithesis of Bob Ross. You're like, yeah, this is way of. too happy. Not nearly yeah, enough I, violence. Well, I really like him, and I really like his paintings, but it's just not in me. Yeah. <laughs> My mom always wants me, can you paint me a flower or paint something nice, you know? It's like, here, oh, here's a Venus flytrap eating somebody. This is the best <laughs> you're going to get. Yeah. Well, I think the thing with Bob Ross is, is it was just like, wait, he, he's drawing a line and it's a mountain and then there's a tree. I think I can do that. I, I, what, what astounds me, especially with the detail looking at your paintings, is like, and that's something I always said. Some people just seem to have a knack for that. I've always like, when I, I, I don't know how people can can visualize something and paint a face or something. Like, I just can't do it. You know, it's so mm-hmm. interesting. Now, was that kind of a natural thing or did you take some some classes and can learn i'm sure like anything i know there's a theory and a science and mathematics behind things and not mm-hmm. everyone has to study that you know but um no i never went i i, I didn't go to art school or anything like that um i just kind of taught myself by staring at other people's paintings and looking how they did it and then it's just practice you know um mm-hmm. Like I work from, I, t- I take all my own reference photos. So, um, you know, I work from photos a lot of the time. And so it's just formulating shapes. Like there's all these different shapes within the, it's hard to explain. Like there's all, like there's what you think a face looks like and what it actually looks like. So if you just follow all the lines, even if they don't make sense, um, it kind of forms itself together. Huh. But I wasn't always good at it. <laughs> it took a lot of practice. Oh, uh, so do you have like do you have like a vault of old, not so great paintings? 
Um, my mum's got most of them. <laughs> the flowers. <laughs> how many do you do you know how many paintings you've done? Do you keep track? No, I don't. Um, I don't know. The, the the watercolors are easier to churn out than the than the acrylics. Um, I don't know. Close to a hundred, I guess. Mm. All up. I mean, this sounds like kind of a a, a a stupid question, but I'm actually kind of being serious. Like, so what? And I, I'm sorry that uh, the person interviewing you knows nothing beyond other than Bob Ross. But like the, the so, but he's always got these like colors of like you know, uh, uh, Phelan blue and Prussian. Mm-hmm. Are watercolor? Do you have like all these crazy names, or is it like I'm painting with orange and blue? Like, um, there are certain shades that I like, um. But I only ever use five colors in my paintings. Like I don't buy, like I just use red, blue, um, yellow, black, and white, and then I mix it, mix it together. Right. Colors. Okay. So super primary colors, mm-hmm. and then just yeah. Okay. Just mixing. Cool. Yeah. Does that make you more of like a purist? Is there a? I don't know. No, it's it's just. I don't know. It's just how I've always operated. So I think it makes you better. I'm going to just go on record and say that you're better because you don't have to use all those other colors. (laughs) You don't have to have those crutches. It'd probably be good if I did. I just um, I'm so used to it now that I just use the five. (laughs) Unless it's something like um, you know, more illustrative, where I have to use like a solid green or something like that, then I might go out and buy a green if I don't want to mix it or whatever. No, are watercolors like relatively inexpensive? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, less like than four. acrylic, right? Yeah, and you don't need the the thing with you know it's a tiny little tube, but you don't need a lot of it. You just need this tiny little bit because you're using mostly water, right? Vic, your turn. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was I, I was wondering about. Uh, watercolors because all i remember is just that little pack that you would get in grade school right the little plastic mm-hmm. box with the watercolors and you go and make a mess after that but uh so uh, here's something i've always wondered um how do you get your art into digital media magazines things like that is it just i've always wondered about that like or how do you get them printed onto onto things like plywood stuff like that i thought i think it's real cool Oh, um, I don't really, I mean, most of it I use for original work unless I'm doing album covers and stuff like that or Mm -hmm. like a book or, um, you know, um, and I don't know if you're familiar with the hepatitis releases, but they were put out through Rock is Hell and um, he does a lot of screen printing. So I kind of, you know, I'll come up with something that'll be suitable for, you know, something solid that'll be suitable for screen printing and then I'll send it off to him and then tell him exactly how I want it to look and then he'll he'll print it up or something like that. Um, and um, as far as, like, like I did a book a few years ago um, and that was, 
you know, I think professionally what you're supposed to do is get a professional scan or photographer to take pictures of your paintings, but I just couldn't afford that because it's really expensive. Right. So I just took took pictures and, like, used for the smaller ones, just used my little scanner um, and then just set it up like that, just quality high-res files and put that together. But, you know, it's all learning experience. Right. It, it, it looked okay, but, you know, it probably would have looked better if I'd gotten professional photographers or whatever. Uh, that's a really good point and a good question because you kind of just, I mean, we, we basically see the art online, right? You don't yeah. actually see the piece. Yeah, I just, I just you know, uh, I'll scan like these. They're pretty little, so... Right. Okay. Yeah. You know, like I'll just I'll just use my little flat scanner and just scan them in and then post them online, that kind of thing. How long does a watercolor painting take to dry? Not long, like five minutes. You know, you know what blew my mind about the oil painting? It took like the entire pandemic to dry. Like it was insane. Oh, like yeah. I'm not joking. Like yeah. I, I, we painted it, and I was just like a day late, and it was like. I touched it and it was like, what? And then like a week later, it, it took forever to dry. I couldn't believe it. Oh, yeah. They you got fingerprints all over it, right? Yeah, yeah. A little <laughs> mash, you know. <laughs> my problem, too, with painting is like, I, 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 I know, like, so my fiance, we like both painted and like, she'd be done and her painting like looks pretty awesome in like 30 minutes. And then like for the next like three hours, like while she's cleaning everything up and like cooking dinner, I'm still like obsessing over a fucking tree or and and I, and then I'll get a little bit of color in the sky and I'm like oh no and I'm like trying to like redo part of the sky and it's mm -hmm. just like you know yeah that's all part of it I, <laughs> I do that all the time I get really obsessive over little parts that it could be well especially with yours because it's not like here's a you know a, a loose landscape and it's okay to be a little messy like there's a super precision in your art that I, that I see, at least the stuff that I've seen, like, you can't just be like, oh, well, you know, that lines, that's out of whatever, you know, it, mm -hmm. it doesn't work. It's got to be like super in the lines, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it'd probably behoove me to be a little bit more free and like expressive, but I, I just, um, yeah, I, I kind of really try and make it look how I want it to look sort of thing. The, uh, the wood grain on that watercolor on that water painting just blowing me away that black and white oh thank you oh that's great yeah that's awesome i was like wow do you do you use any type of um because i know with like pastels you can spray stuff on on the paper to just keep it protected do you do the same thing with like watercolors or anything like that no no you don't want to put anything on the watercolor because it'll that's a thing like this if i was to go and put something on there it'd spread right yeah, yeah. Because it's it's activated, you know. It doesn't yeah. it doesn't just dry out. Like if I was to spill water on this, it'd be ruined or right. something like that. So you don't you don't have to seal them or anything. Okay. Well, not that I'm aware of anyway. Did you? I'm sorry. Like when you started showing those others, I kind of interrupted. Did you have more that you brought, or or those two? Uh, I just brought out those two. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, I just want to make sure you didn't have uh, recently, else there. you know. I've recently sold most of my paintings. Oh, cool. So I don't really have a lot here at the moment. Is there anything that you do that you're just like, this one's for me or is, are they all for sale? They're all for sale. <laughs> 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 I know Kevin wants a few of them, that sort of thing. 
but um you know like i've got to make money somehow so yeah yeah and and people they just contact you through like instagram or or, or facebook like that yeah, and mostly mostly yeah. that sort of thing or i'll yeah. put up stuff for sale you know try and sell some things should put like a little YouTube. We should put a little thing in the. I say this now. I don't know if I remember, but like a little link, you know, on the YouTube stuff where people can click on it, right, and go to your YouTube or something, or oh, your yeah, your sure. Instagram. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like super. Just want to watch this video right now. The dot dot dot. <laughs> right in the middle of the podcast. Talk amongst <laughs> yourselves. I'm gonna watch YouTube for a while. I f- totally forget I'm in the middle of an interview. Go down the YouTube rabbit hole like six hours later. I'm like, I've watched the entire uh, catalog of of uh, Kevin Root Manis. Hey, is it it's Root Root Manis or Rut Manis? Root Manis. Root Manis. Okay. Well, Root Man. You, you said it with a little bit of your Australian accent. So yeah. You said Root Manis. <laughs> Sounds really cool. How long have you guys been together? What, when was that that you met? Um, I think it was 2012 or 2013. So okay. almost eight years. And hepatitis is pretty new, right? Like how long has that band been around? I think they've been going since about 2010 or something like oh, that. Oh, shit. So. Really? I did not know yeah. that. Okay. Um, wow. And the... Um, what so Lord Lords and Lady Kevin, how long has this been happening? Um, we started doing it in the pandemic. Um when so last March, um Kevin was you know, he was working in a bar and then, you know, he couldn't work anymore, so he was home all the time. And we just started making music. He, I used to make music when I when I was younger and then you know, some bad stuff happened and I stopped doing it and um he sort of encouraged me to keep, you know, to do it. Now, you know, we've made probably I think we've just finished our eighth EP. So we've done eight in a year. Which is I'm a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've done eight EPs in my entire life. You, you do in a year. <laughs> we got a lot of time on our hands. <laughs> wow. Um, so, what do you what do you do then? Um, um, Musically, yeah. Um, I, I play bass. Like, um, I I I used to be a bass player, but you know, I stopped, and um, so I, you know, I just play Kevin's six string bass with the aluminum neck. What kind um, of bass is that? You want to see it? Yeah, yeah, please. I keep thinking about those drop bears in Australia. The what? (laughs) The drop bears. Drop? Oh, the koalas? Yeah. yeah. Attacking from the skies? That's right. Dude, there was a video of a koala in a Christmas tree. Yeah. It got into someone's house and got in their Christmas tree. (laughs) <laughs> and then they were like trying to get him out of it and he was screaming. It was hilarious. Oh, that's badass. It's it's a squire. Oh. It's just a it's just a fender squire six string it's, bass. It looks like a guitar with six strings. Like you yeah, so other than the bass. fact that you can tell the neck is longer, yeah. Yeah, and, and then we just got electric guitar company. Um we got them to send us the neck and then we had it put on the squire body. Oh, okay. 
Well, Kevin did that. I didn't do that. Now, is that tuned um, like... It's not tuned like a guitar, though, right? Is it all tuned like a like a like um, a bass with a low B and E and? No, it's actually tuned like a guitar, um, usually. But wow. you know, right now, I don't know what tuning it's in because Kevin was fucking with it earlier. So. Can you play something? No. <laughs> I just want to hear what the tuning is. Oh, pretty oh. off. Oh, there's a pick in there. I was like, what the hell note is that? Yeah. It's cool. I, I'm not going to tell you what it is, but my perfect, I know what it is. I'll keep it to myself. <laughs> I love the headstock. Tilt that back so we can see that headstock. That's awesome. Yeah, oh, yeah. Cool. We actually just got, a, um, got the same thing done to a Squire, um, Squire Telly. Um, got the aluminum neck put on so now we have a guitar and a bass is so. that um what what, it, what is that kind of just a thing that sort of frankenstein instruments or does kevin have particular things that he likes or um he's sort of he likes sort of like the crappier side of things well not oh. not so so much but you know he's not like a vintage collector or anything like all of his right. you know like like i said this is just a squire six string like cheap ass bass um and you know um yeah just a bunch of pedals and just whatever sounds good to him at the time i guess Mm -hmm. and now when you did you have any preference when you used to play bass um do you remember what you played i'm just gonna put this down because it's fucking heavy hold on I just saw egg. You saw egg. Eggs the cat, right? Yeah. Um. Oh, when I played, I used to play Music Man. Oh, fancy. Okay. Mm-hmm. But in this in this thing that me and Kevin are doing now, we kind of just, you know, like he plays bass on some stuff. I'll play bass. We've got like a really nice um, Moog synthesizer. Oh, nice. Um, a Mellotron. Um, so we mostly use those three things and then like an online drum machine. So, you know, we, we all play, we both play all of those instruments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you just record there at the house? Just have a little yeah, we just record setup. on our phones. We just use the voice memos on our phones. Holy shit, really? Drop the tracks into Audacity and do it like that. There you go. Look at that, Vic! Fucking audacity. That's right. Yeah, that's that's audacity. Vic's jam right there. It is. Yeah, I yeah. love audacity. Oh, it's great. It, it's great, and it's free. Yes. This pro this podcast is making me feel horrible about myself. First <laughs> of all, I can only audacity? I can only paint bad trees. But you can paint fire. And fire, <laughs> uh, and and I'm paying for software I shouldn't. My instruments are too expensive. <laughs> and I have a, and I and I've never put out ADPs in my whole life. <laughs> I've been shamed, publicly shamed by genus squaws. I co- squaws. Did I say it right? Yeah. Okay. And here's the thing: it's really not that weird of a name or anything. It's just, and I, Vic can attest. I cannot remember names. Are you one of those people? Do you remember people, or do you meet them and then like three seconds later, like, oh shit, what was this person's name? 
Um, and you just call people like dude a lot. Sometimes I'm pretty good at remembering people. And then sometimes somebody will come up to me and go, Hey, and I just, that was like when it was like at the Melvin show when I walked up and I was like, Hey, and you were like, who is this fucking weirdo? Get away. Yeah. But you know, we, we didn't really, we'd never met in person (laughs) or anything. You're like, Oh, it's, Oh, okay. It's you. Standing there in the merch booth all awkwardly. <laughs> just like, oh, I, I know that feeling. And you're just like, oh no, don't don't talk to me. Are you gonna buy something or not? I don't I don't want to talk to this person. Go away. It's all right. Do do you have an old Facebook picture up with the Mohawk? Who, me? Yeah. Uh probably buried somewhere. <laughs> my my Mohawk Facebook pictures are as far back in my feed as as Gina's acrylic paintings are and hers <laughs> like Dude, I've been you know what I've been thinking um is Gina, do you do you typically always have your, I love your hair dude by the way. Do you always typically okay. have short hair or, or do you is it do you what? change it? I change it um a lot actually at the moment. Kevin cut my hair. Ah, okay. He, you know, cuz of the pandemic. He cut it. Um, it used to be really long, but just recently, I've just gotten rid of it all. Wow! I'm, just, I'm envying yet another thing. Well, that's the thing. It's like I don't want to complain because, like, at least I've got some hair left. But You've it's got a lot like of hair. this is the longest my hair has been in like maybe ever. Certainly mm-hmm. in like a very long time because I had a mohawk and short hair for years. But um, and I love it. And it's cool to like get back, get on stage with it, and that's cool. But then it's with just it like. Yeah, but it's such a pain in the ass, just a knotted rat's oh, nest. Oh, yeah, it's a real pain in the ass. So I was, I'm thinking about doing the locks for love thing. Have, have, are you familiar with that? Have you ever done that? But then someone told me they sell it. That's kind of fucked up. I thought they, like, donated it. Oh. Right? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's mis- misinformation. I mean, I, I just have my fiance cut it and <laughs> throw yeah. it out the window <laughs> when I'm in San Francisco. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny because I have you booked. Do you know Crow Jane? Do you know who that is? Um, so we had her on last podcast. She's she's in L.A., right? Yeah, she's in L.A. Yeah, yeah. Works on films and stuff and does uh, kind of like noise rock type stuff. Knows, you know, JP and the guys from The Locusts and stuff like that. Michael Crane, those guys. Um, and um, do you know Eric, Eric, Eric Livingston? Do you know him? Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. know him, but I don't but, yeah, know him. He's in the like, little group on Facebook. Yeah, same kind of little circle. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, speaking of Bungle, you know, he's been working with, with Patton and the Ipecac mm-hmm. team a lot. Um, anyway, we were talking to her, and um, I don't know if you like that kind of, like, old punk and noise rock, I guess what you call it. Like, yeah. her bands are really cool. Dude, I checked out uh, Prissy Whip. It was pretty badass. Oh, Prissy Whip are great, yeah. I've... Yeah, that's, that's her, so Prissy Whip. Oh, wow, yeah, she's amazing. Yes, oh, my God, the performance was so oh. fucking good. I loved it. I saw it. her at a warehouse party, I think, in 2019. Okay. Where, in the, oh, they just blew my mind. She was insane. Yeah, that. yeah. Okay, cool. And that then the other was great too. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was really cool because she had a, she had a um, that she, I think she put it out there in the pandemic, a, like a solo album. Oh yeah. Um, but I, but I hadn't listened to her. I hadn't listened to her other music, and she talked about Prissy Whip, and that, I, yeah, like the first video I pulled up, I just loved it. It was like yeah, super engaging live, and like mm-hmm. really weird and awesome. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So I figured they'd probably. You probably dig something like that, and um, and then I have so she's out there, and then I have 
who, who do we have coming up next, Vic? Um, oh, this chick, Zero, who's uh, in a typo negative tribute band uh, who lives <laughs> in the Bay Area. Yeah, it's pretty badass. They put out a video. It's pretty awesome. It's it's called, uh, none, I think they're called None More Negative. And oh. I met her at a, at a Dead Cross show the same time when I ended up meeting Eric Livingston with, through her. But uh, yeah, so I had all these like uh, uh, West Coast people all ready to go because I was originally going to be out there right now. Because oh. I'm, I'm actually going to be out there for a stint here coming real soon. But Cool. All of our podcasts are like way behind and this will air like in 2022. So it doesn't matter. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This'll, this'll be, this'll uh, actually, people will actually see this sometime between, you know, next week and June. Cool. <laughs> so I, I'm glad we're not promoting anything. Like you're like Kevin's big tour that starts next Thursday. No, yeah. Good. No, that's fine. No, we're Nothing's not doing shit. <laughs> well, I mean, how are you feeling about, what is what are things like? Are things opening up at all back there? Because I know California was on strict lockdown, you know, for quite a while, and I don't know if it's starting to loosen up or what's what are things looking like there. Then, okay, kids going back to school, but you know, they're they're making it pretty safe and stuff. I think I don't know. They're opening everything up, um, but I don't know why. <laughs> So what's I mean? Is the vaccine available to everybody at this point? Yeah, there? I think it's it's pretty much available to everybody now. Um, Are y'all into that? I'm into it. I haven't got mine yet. Yeah. I'm into the vaccine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know some people that are just not, you know, and they're not having they're it. Not into it. Whatever, man. No, I don't I know. Just, you know, why not? <laughs> Here's my thought. Here's my thought. Right. And I say this all the time. It's like, the, and I'm not talking about nimrods. I'm talking about people that are actually intelligent. And some I get it, you know. But look, I do understand that the idea of like it's pretty new, right? And we, it's not even I guess FDA approved. And so just kind of putting foreign stuff in your body, it's a little nerve wracking. I get that mm-hmm. part of it. But the argument when it, but two things. We all put shit in our body like every day, most of us, right? Like we like I think it's hilarious. Like I have friends that are just like, Oh, I don't do this because of my health. And then they're smoking a cigarette. I'm like, oh, yeah. that's that makes sense, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like and I mean I, I like seriously, like what do I care if I put some I just ate a huge plate of nachos last night. It's not like yeah. I'm living forever, you know? So <laughs> it's just poke it, poke me, whatever, right? Vic, are you got didn't you get your first one or no? Yeah, yeah, I got the first one last week, the first round, and I'm scheduled to go back on the is it nineteenth, I think. Are you, did you did you have any uh not Gina got super bored. <laughs> <laughs> we lost your we lost your image there for a sec. Oh. Or you, you disappeared. Gina's video has been disabled due to her being bored. That's what the thing says here. Oh, I can see her. Internet quality issues. Okay. But your video is still recording, so it's all good. Um okay. Sorry, Vic. You um, what what? So did you have any side effects? Because man, I got my ass kicked from that thing. Uh, n- no. The only thing I had was like a sore arm, and it was a little itchy. But I think it's because of the band aid that was on there, right? So it just kind of irritated my skin. But no, I had a sore arm for like maybe two days. And outside it's of that, it's weird because some nothing. Yeah, some people have some issues on the first one, and but a lot of I think most people seem to not, and then the second one gets them right. I heard the second one gets people. I did run into a guy at the gym that he. He got pretty sick after the first one. He he went and got his first one. So he got, he said he got, you know, fever, body aches, things like that. Um, so I don't know. I get different people are affected differently. 
Um, I'm not sure which one. Oh, uh, he got the Pfizer. I got the Pfizer. So mm-hmm. it was pretty, pretty much the same. I, my my sister in law got a, the Mo- Moderna, I think. Yeah. And she felt pretty tired like one day, but then after that, she was okay. I feel like I'm, I'm a little like not super worried, but like most, almost everyone I've talked to has gotten one of those two. And I got the Johnson and Johnson shot, oh, you're, which you're is kind of like the anomaly <laughs> shot. Like I'm just waiting for the news that like, Oh no, horrible. You know, everyone who got this one's dying, you know, but like, yeah, I'm sure it won't I, be that bad. Maybe your, your testicles will fall off, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> I might just rather die. Honestly, um, <laughs> Uh, so I, uh, but what's funny is like, I, it, it, it was weird. It's like, it, it, I'm like, great. Do I have heart problems? And this is how I'm finding out. Like I, I seriously, like I took the shot and like really did hurt my arm. Cause any other like flu shot or anything in the past, I've, it's like never been that big of a deal. And I was like, I've, damn, that actually I've really did quite like, a few hurt. shots in the past. I I've been injected. This one hurt, right? Mine didn't. No. Well, military, you have to be right. Yeah. And it's what I'm saying is military. like they inject us with all sorts of stuff in the military and I don't even know what all I got during my time. And so, yeah, see, so you're alive. What's yeah. What, yeah, what's the Pfizer vaccine going to do to me? Right. So <laughs> seriously, dude, like, yeah, that, that's the, uh, these fucking people that are just like, I'm not putting that in my body. You're eating McDonald's, dude. McDonald's is worse than any shot. Like, am I, I right? <laughs> I've probably got latent radiation in my body that's going to kill the virus anyway. So <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. Cheetah, are you a uh, are you a, a homebody? Well, everyone's a homebody now, but like a cook a, a cooking at home type, or are you a eating out type? Um, I eat mostly at home. Sometimes we eat out. What are some yeah. good What are some good LA restaurants that you enjoy? I really like. Um, there's a little Thai place just up the road. There's so much good time there. Mm. Yeah. And I also live across um, really close to this fancy health LA supermarket called Air One, Mm. um, which is like, you know, ridiculously expensive and it's all health products and everybody goes in there little buff and shit (laughs) like that. Um, Right. But they have an an amazing sort of um, hot foods. Mm. I'll get that sometimes and they're always really good. I have become, oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I just moved to a place that's right in between two Mexican supermarkets called Poco Locos and nothing but barbacoa tacos and picadilla tacos, just basically every type of taco you want. So that's oh, where I'm at man. now. It's awesome. Nice. Damn, Vic. I'm, I, now that I'm vaccinated, I'm about to come over and hang out. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be like, let's Got have some tacos, dude. There we go. Yeah. I finally feel like I can. Well, shit, man. Honestly, like, ugh. I mean, I went and played a show for the first time in over a year, and like, people weren't wearing masks and the whole thing. Oh, really? oh yeah. I mean, this is Texas, you know. I mean, mm-hmm. Austin, I think, is a little more, but like San Antonio, everyone was like, whatever. I don't know. And then, I, like, we were talking about Odessa. Do you know what? Do you know of Odessa, Texas? I've heard of it. It's like a kind of a small town. People go to like get like a ton of money, like working on oil fields and shit there, I mm-hmm. guess. But I played a show there one time and it's just like the most dreary, awful place. Like all the bands <laughs> were singing about suicide. I'm not even joking. <laughs> and then like when I was like looking for the vaccine or my fiance was like really the one that did everything was like, uh, oh, you could go to Odessa. And I'm like, well, of course, they've got the vaccine in, in Odessa. Like the people there are like, no, we don't want it. We just <laughs> we don't want to be protected. Is that where you <laughs> went? Oh, God, no. I went down to San Marcos. Yeah. No. Okay. 
No, I wasn't going to drive to fucking Odessa, but I tell you, man, I'm glad that I, I wouldn't, you know, me being a dude, I wouldn't have t- taken the initiative and I'm glad that I, I got it done because it's like things are starting to happen. I've just been constantly, I mean, it's like almost like I haven't left my house for, you know, once a month or something. I go, go to the grocery store, right? For like the course of nearly a year. And then just in the past few weeks or month, it's just been like, I've been out constantly. So mm-hmm. it definitely makes you, you feel a little more comfortable. I started to say, um, and I know it's everywhere, but I discovered it with my friend who's Thai, actually. So we've eaten at a lot of like Thai places and whatever. But we always have a tradition in L.A. of eating Korean barbecue. I love Korean barbecue. That has nothing to do with anything, but I just want to put that out there. <laughs> I've never so, had it. Oh, it's so fun. Like, you it, look, you're going to smell like after you go there. Because it's one of those places where they like, sometimes they'll just bring the food and kind of let you do it. And sometimes they come by and flip it over. But they're basically cooking on a grill in front of mm-hmm. you. Um, assuming you're not a vegetarian, I mean, if you're a vegetarian or vegan, may not be the funnest experience. <laughs> well, I, I used to be, I was raised vegetarian, so I never ate meat until I was in Japan and when I was about 27. Oh, wow. The first time I ate meat. Like ever? Like you had never tasted meat? Oh my God. What were, what were your, what was that like? What were your thoughts? It was, it was at a sushi place. It was, um, octopus. Hmm. Well, that's an okay. interesting first, uh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I liked it. Um and so I've sort of I still don't eat a lot of meat just cuz I my body's not used to it but I've mm-hmm. sort of been dabbling in things here and there. What I like about the Korean barbecue thing is like and I love I'm a oh, I love sushi so much but like um they you know you can order these different meats and like some I like better than others like you know some real thin cut this or that or whatever but they have all the little fixins around that they just keep bringing back right that uh what is that stuff called um kimchi yeah kimchi yes mm-hmm. and like little potato thing and some kind of salad and just all these little like knickknack you know tasters i think that's one thing that i love about it so much it's just mm-hmm. got all these little things to pick at um but yeah um <laughs> You know, Vic is mentioning Mexican food. I, I do. Do you ever eat Mexican food there? I do. I love Mexican food. But is it real Mexican food? <laughs> yeah, like it depends. On, it depends where you go. What's like, a good? Yeah. So, what's a good Mexican food place there? Um. Oh, I don't know what it's called, but there's a nice little, you know, authentic place in Silver Lake. I don't know what it's called. If you, you could, know, if you can't pronounce it, it's a good thing, right? Yeah, yeah, that must yeah, be must exactly. be real. <laughs> yeah, it's not like Steve's authentic Mexican cuisine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stay about. away from that one. <laughs> oh yeah, right. I love ta- that's the thing though. I mean, ta- we all know that's not real Mexican food, but t- damn, dude, like Taco Bell's pretty tasty. I gotta say, in a pinch, it'll do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty proud of myself. I have not. I mean, I was like, I went crazy, as you know, and you know, I was not going out and touching anything and doing anything and whatever and hey you know what great i didn't eat fast food for not that i eat a lot of fast food these days but i don't think i ate fast food like for a year maybe whataburger once and that's a great tragedy about la is that you don't have whataburger oh i don't know what that is it's it's quite a delicious fast food establishment like mm-hmm. um i don't think anybody beats it you know oh i mean we're biased because we're Texan, but it's pretty damn good. I mean, you guys got in and out, but now we got in and out here, so they should take Whataburger oh. over there. Mm-hmm. 
remember the first time I had in and out, I was just like so disappointed, but I didn't know, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't know that they had the big fancy animal, the super secret animal, animal style, animal style, which now I kind of like it, honestly. <laughs> Sushi. What are some of your favorite foods? Um, Oh, I like sushi a lot. Um, shit. <laughs> That's an interesting choice. Yeah, delicious. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just a delicious plate of shit. <laughs> delicious plate of shit. That's what I eat every night. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I don't know. Yeah, probably sushi is probably my favorite. Yeah. Yeah. I see. I mean, I, growing up in Texas, I was just like always this like Mexican food junkie, and I love, love, love Mexican food. But, but I also just love like everything and like sushi. Yeah. I could get to it. Wasn't so expensive. I mean, I did sushi like every day if it was affordable. You know. Oh yeah, definitely. I love I love all food really. Oh okay. So better question: What food don't you like? I don't like chili, like um, spice. You know, hot stuff. Uh, oh, you don't you don't like hot food in general? No. Um, a bass player it. who doesn't like hot food. Sarah's going to love this podcast. This is my fiance. <laughs> she plays bass. Can't eat hot food. She'll, she's going to love you. <laughs> um, I'll do it. I'm too much of a pussy. No, it, she's ridiculous. I mean, I, I I know I understand, but it's like she'll be. Like, like, cause I like reach for things. I mean, Fick, you're probably this way, right? I mean, I'll just like put s- spice on everything. Yeah. And just like, don't, you know, and now, I mean, so I tame it down and just like put it on my plate, but I watched a, on this topic, I watched a, a thing on modern marvels recently about the spice industry and about Tabasco sauce. And it's just like, ever since the nineties or something like this has just been a booming in- industry of like, but look, I like a little bit of heat and a little bit of spice, but it's just absurd, right? There's this obsession with people that want to just like burn their tongues out mm-hmm. and, and sweat and go. I mean, it's insane, right? Like who would want to do that? I don't understand that. And there's like, what's the Scoville scale, right? What's yeah. That? That's the hot. That's the scale they use oh. to measure the hotness of peppers. So like a jalapeno, I mean, I'm not positive here, but let's say a jalapeno is like 5,000 of those. Mm-hmm. And jalapeno's got some heat, right? And then you get like a habanero or something. Well, no, habaneros are like crazy spicy, like 300,000. But then there's like some chili from India that's like a million. Oh, geez. <laughs> and then people are, people are eating this thing. Like, how does this even happen? Like, I went to, so I, when I was in England years ago, a great friend of mine, like, they had this sauce called Dave's Insanity Sauce. And they actually had a warning, a health warning on it. And like a joke also that was like, great for chili and blob and also, you know, cleaning surfaces or whatever, right? It was just, and so this one time, like to this ridiculous contest for, or, or, or whatever, some guy was like, oh, I'll give you 10 quid to put this on your pizza. And I'm like, sure. <laughs> it was just like the most brutal. I had like two Fosters. And ironically <laughs> enough, I had two fosters <laughs> and like a cup of ice. And I, and of course he just like puts it all over this slice of pizza. And I'm just like eating this pizza and kind of got some heat. And at first you're like, that's all right. It's all right. Cool. Cool. Need a little more. And then it was just like for the next half hour, horrific, profuse sweating. Like I could not, nothing I could do could get rid of it. And my friend guy was just like, 
mate, are you okay? <laughs> I mean, it was it was pretty intense, man. Uh, I've, I don't really have any desire to like prove my manhood through through peppers. Chili. What about Kevin? Is he uh, is he a big wuss like like me, or does he uh, like? Heat? No, he's kind of average, not too spicy. About about a one fifty on the Schofield. Yeah. 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 Vic automatically we have to automatically assume that Vic can handle more more heat since he since he is from the Latin descent. <laughs> is this accurate, Vic? I, I think I can handle more heat than the average Caucasian. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Do you think that's a legit thing though? Like is that a uh, do you think there's a, a an actual hereditary sort of quality to that, possibly or no? I don't know if it's hereditary. I know it's definitely uh you know, when you grow up and your family's just stuffing this, you know, pouring it on everything ah, and eating it. That's yeah. true. Now, I mean, there are Latin American countries that, that can't stand spicy stuff like Brazil, right? They, they don't really? eat spicy. Yeah. They, they don't eat anything spicy, right? Or it, it you know, something that salsa is just maybe too hot or something. It's got a little bite, but, uh, and there's other countries too, but I think, you know, uh, anybody from Texas, um, yeah, I I mean, most Texas folk they like their heat. Yeah, they like their hey, heat. What uh, what are some like? So we think of like you know you think of Mexican food, Italian food. There's all this cuisine. Nobody ever says Australian food, right? Like what is us? What is uh, something that's signature to Australia dish wise? Vegemite. <laughs> oh, what? Vegemite. It's like this blood paste that tastes like salt, and you put it on. You've never heard of it? I've seen, yeah. Before? No, I don't I've never so. tried never. it. I've seen it. However, I love salt. <laughs> so it <laughs> sounds pretty it's good up my alley. Yeast. It's totally strange. It's like this black paste and toast made out of yeast and salt. Hmm. Um, you should look it up. Is there. Um, n- how do you. Hold on. How do you spell that? V E G E M I T E. Huh. Oh, <laughs> thick, dark brown Australian food made from leftover brewers. Oh, interesting. It's like a beer je- beer jelly. That's what I'm getting from it. Yeah, I, everything's beer jelly in Australia. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's that's pretty cool. Now, what is it like? I would I would guess because I don't know. Like, I'm just being so I profiling very badly here like i i picture because because like i'm like well i guess australia only has like kangaroos and great whites i'm pretty sure you don't eat kangaroo right oh yeah you do i eat eat kangaroo hey are kangaroos assholes they can be (laughs) right because i've seen like have you guys seen the video that it's hilarious this kangaroos got they'll kill dogs right i know they drown dogs yes they're fucking ass this kangaroo has a guy's dog and he's like I think he's got like a rear naked choke. choke. <laughs> have, have you? Oh, this video is amazing. And, and the guy punch it or something? The guy just walks up <laughs> and, oh, and like the kangaroo one. lets go. Of the, and, the, and the kangaroos are fucking stacked. I mean, they're, they're, I would not mess with the kangaroo. This guy just punches the shit out of this kangaroo right in the face. And the kangaroo <laughs> just stands there stunned. It's hilarious. But yeah, like they're kind of terrifying creatures, actually. They are. Yeah. When Kevin and I were in Australia, my dad lives on a, like a, um, on a big, rural property with lots of kangaroos and stuff and wow. kevin walked up to a group of female kangaroos 
and the male just stood up and like glared at him and started walking towards him and he backed off. <laughs> that would scare the shit wow. out of me, honestly. Yeah. Vic, you box, man. You'd fucking <laughs> mess that kangaroo up. I, I'm old yeah. and slow, man. I don't know if I'd last against a kangaroo. <laughs> yeah, and that's the thing, too. Like, So we have this funny, like, it's funny. They go to the San Francisco Zoo, and they've got these. Uh, so they've got kang- well, they have kangaroos, but what are the other ones that are really similar, closely related, maybe a little smaller? Wallapies or something? Yeah. And they've got those, right? And there's literally, like, a sign that says, like, wallapies or kangaroos or whatever can jump, you know, up to 25 feet or some crazy thing. And then you're sitting there and there's like literally a fence this that the height of my weight or waist <laughs> and a little like like I'm like, dude, these things could easily jump over this fence and just start, you know, murdering children. Uh, it's kind of <laughs> weird. Like I'm not like that afraid of those those kangaroos, but I still think it's a little fishy. Like maybe they're sedated or something, but ever since I saw that video that I saw about the dog. There's another video of a kangaroo like that's just walks up to this like sliding glass door of someone's house and it's just like beating on the door and <laughs> I'm like they're aggressive bastards, at least what I've seen. So I'm profiling all kangaroos. <laughs> just need to teach your dog self defense, learn how to break that rear naked choke, you know, turn it around, put them in a Kimura. Go See, I, I, it depends yeah. on the dog. I'm pretty sure a pit bull is not going down against a kangaroo. Yeah. I think a pit bull would you know, kill it. <laughs> but so kangaroos, which you, so you, well, you haven't eaten a kangaroo because you never I ate meat until, until an octopus, <laughs> oddly <laughs> enough, but that's an interesting first meat. Can you imagine that's your introduction to like, you're like this gummy, chewy, weird tentacle thing. You're like, mm, so this is what meat's like. like yeah, it was, it was really good. Um, I've never had a chewy octopus. Chewy. Yeah. Well, it can I mean, be kind of chewy, you know, be. like calamari. Yeah. Like I, yeah, good octopus. Oh my god, you know what I love? And I get this. Uh, some uh, sushi places have this. Is like a squid salad. That is amazing mm. if it's done right. That's really good. I've had uh, I've had octopus in ceviche, right? So, oh, dude, that sounds so good. Yeah, with a whole bunch of other fish, mm. you know. So, and it was really good. And it had it, so Chile. They like spicy stuffs, right? So they and they. Uh, in Chile, they like Chile, right? So, uh, so it was a little spicy, which was really good. I enjoyed it, but the the octopus was really tender. It was really tasty. It was good stuff. Was it actually in like ceviche style? Was it just cooked in the uh, yeah. the juices or the lemon or whatever, right? Yep. And it just citrus, is it lemon or lime? It's they, either uh, it's some sort of citrus juice, lemon lime, lime yeah. something like that. What's a typical fish for that? Um, I tried making ceviche a few times years back. I got kind of into it and never had a great, never had a great one, but decent. Cod. I don't know. I don't know. Just making stuff up. <laughs> Do you eat a lot of fish in Australia? There are a lot. Of, I would think. I don't know why. Just it's an island, right? I would think there's a lot of. There's a lot of fish. Most people live by the ocean. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure all the kind of meccas are ocean. So there, I think they have a pretty good uh, fish type diet. And what? Oh yeah. What else though? Like, um, I mean, I, I'm not sitting here acting like there's no cows in Australia, right? Like, you've got to have like normal beef and you know chicken. Oh yeah, we got all the the standards, but you know, typically Australian stuff. I'd say, you know, Vegemite for sure. Um, meat pies, like savory pies. I don't know. You don't, oh, yeah. you don't have a lot of those here, but like a savory little personal. Meat Almost like a like a shepherd's pie. pie, shepherd's pie, like yeah. a pot pie. Yeah, yeah. I of, love pot they're, pies. They're sort of like you get them at gas stations and everything. Oh, that's cool. They're really 
um, that's like a sausage roll. <laughs> Pit, we call those pigs in the blanket. <laughs> or, uh, the sausage roll is like a sausage or minced up wrapped in pastry. Yeah, yeah. Super like a good. Little log. Um, lamingtons. What's that? Just, it's like a, a sponge cake with chocolate, sort of gelatinous chocolate and coconut. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Vegetation, like uh, coconuts. Vegetation? Are, coconuts are not indigenous there, are they? No. What's no. What are some indigenous, what's some indigenous vegetation? Um, like, uh, oh, well, eucalypts. I mean, there's eucalypts here, too. But, I mean, there's a lot of eucalypts there, um, like the kangaroo paw, which is like, you know, wattles as well, which is like a, a little yellow puffball flower. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's all I could think of right now. <laughs> I really realized that I know nothing about Australia from this podcast. <laughs> I can't believe you haven't heard of Vegemite. That's bizarre. It is bizarre. It's embarrassing. I should. It's, I should oh, know no, this. you shouldn't be embarrassed. It's you got. It's look. It's it. it's related to alcohol. I should have known that. <laughs> I have. Well, only the yeast, but close enough. You don't, you don't eat it and get hammered or anything. <laughs> oh well, I'm not interested in that food anymore. <laughs> Sounds lame. Yes, can I get non-alcoholic Vegemite, please? <laughs> what? Serious, so yeah, I seriously want to try this uh, stuff. It just—it almost looks like it's like a yeah, like a jelly, right? It's more like a it's thick, Pe- like imagine if soy sauce was frozen. Oh my god, that's I love soy sauce. How have the, how have I not discovered this in my life? This sounds like the you perfect like condiment. Salt, you love it. Oh man, it's going to be great for my already that's a compromised great heart. Frozen soy sauce. Yeah. Yeah. Or like uh, soy sauce cream, ice cream. Yeah. Ooh, that's pushing it. That's like one of those weird things. What is that place? Amy's ice cream. Yes. What, like they'll you'll go in there and like I I like different flavors and try it, but then they'll have like avocado ice cream and you're just like that doesn't sound good. <laughs> it and doesn't it's not. Fun. No, it's weird. I love avocado too. Like I'll just Yeah, me too. I just started actually having kind of doing a thing where I'd get up and like Make a couple of hard-boiled eggs, have some avocado, just get a lot of protein, a good fat. and um, But I never once was like, wow, this would be great with ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> mm, well, let's see. Art. We've covered art. We've covered music. We've covered food. What are, what are, the, what are the plans for the... That so, do you have any plans in terms of the lords and uh, lords and lady uh, or Kevin? Of <laughs> Kevin, <laughs> uh, like Kevin. like playing live, or is it more of just sort of like a, um, a fun creative thing? I mean, we. I mean, at the moment, we're just putting out lathe cut vinyl, just like limited runs of um, ten inches. Um, you know, and I'll do the cover art and Kevin. Oh wow! For for the up. for each of the EPs. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to interpret live because we do so much of it using, um, you know, stuff on Audacity and, like, putting it all together. Like, a lot of it's electronic. Right. Okay. Um, so, but I'm sure we could come up with something. I don't know. I'd like but, to try. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, mm-hmm. would be very cool. 
where do you do where do you get your vinyl pressed and does that take uh i've, I've talked to some people depending where you go with that it can take quite a, quite a long time to get that oh. done well we get lathe cut which is like not exactly vinyl it's like you know it's clear it doesn't sound as as good it's sort of like a fun thing you know um and we get them done at lock grooves i think it's this guy in tucson and we um it usually takes him about a month like we'll we just put in another record today and we'll probably get it in a month Okay. Well, that's pretty quick. Yeah, yeah that's pretty quick. Yeah. But really, the, he doesn't have a limit on how many he makes either. Like, you know, most places have a limit on, like, you know, you have to make 200 or something like that. But we just make, like, 35 and sell those. So, in, so where do people find that then? I mean, since Kevin only has a YouTube page, like. Um, well, he, I don't know. I, I post a lot of it. Dave Livingstone posts it. Um, we sort of found like about, so we make about 35 records and we found about 35 people who just want them. Cool. <laughs> That's 35 like, more I, than I have. <laughs> so. I just put them on, on Facebook <laughs> and Instagram and people. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. No, I think you're right. I mean, it's like we're almost like, well, and your website, blah, but who, someone recently, I, maybe it was Crow Jane even, that was just like, do people even, how, do we even need websites? Because everyone oh, is really? just kind of doing Facebook and Instagram, right? Everyone follows you there, and that's where you go look for stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I find that easier than having a website. Yeah. That's like Pro Tools, right? What? Why bother when you can just have Audacity? But no, I got to go have Pro Tools and have a stupid website <laughs> nobody ever goes to. <laughs> Just gonna fucking retire and drown in Vegemite. That's gonna be my new. Ooh. Have have a flock of kangaroos to protect the property. <laughs> Box anybody that comes on. The only problem with that, you couldn't have a pet kangaroo because then I couldn't have a dog, and I don't think that would be. Cool. Oh well, if you got a female, I don't think the females are aggressive. Oh, it's just the male. The males I are very protective, the or they're just pretty. dicks for no reason. They're just yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right, so what have we learned? This is our recap. All animals from Australia are assholes. <laughs> um, Australians love concentrated soy sauce. Mm -hmm. Gina paints. We already knew that. Well, we didn't. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that you played music as well, and that started until today. Oh. It, we're playing music, mm -hmm. so that's awesome. And that's cool that you're playing bass again, and that yeah. you both play bass. Mm -hmm. um, Kevin hates expensive instruments. <laughs> I wouldn't say he hates them. Like if he got one for free, he wouldn't. He wouldn't say no. It's it's more like he just you know, the the value of an instrument doesn't really. No, no, I agree. I so agree with that because like, um, I think some people get hung up on that, and I'm like, you know, I am a very much bang for your buck kind of instrument, and some of the the companies that I play and and you know endorse are. You know, they're not, I mean, it can get high up there, but a lot of their instruments are very affordable. And that's why I love them. I'm like, if it feels good and plays well, that's all that matters. Mm -hmm. Right. And I've gone into stores and picked up yeah. who cares what the brand name is. If it feels good. I kind of like that too. The guys that, I mean, I, I, I'm not very like savvy with that kind of stuff, but like guys who kind of just Frankenstein and make their own instruments. And then you truly mm -hmm. have something unique. It's like yeah. one of a kind instrument, you know? Yeah. Does he have a big col a collection? Does he have a whole, uh, several bases or does he kind of just. Um, we, we sold a few, he, he sold a few, I should say, but, um, at the moment, just, uh, 
He's got two of these, two of these ones. One of them doesn't have the aluminum neck. It's just a Squire six-string. So two of those, I think he, we've got the first bass from when he was in the cows. Oh, so he's got, yeah. like, way back and it's got his mm -hmm. baby. Yeah, and then just, a, you know, some acoustic guitars and egg, stop it. Sorry, my cat was scratching the couch. <laughs> um, you know, a bunch of guitars and then just, yeah. Let's sit here in an awkward silence. <laughs> make, make Gina's podcast as uncomfortable as possible. Excellent. That is a cool cat name, though. Egg. Egg? Yeah. Yeah. You should see him. He's crazy looking. <laughs> Come here. He's, um, his eyes are really far apart. I think he's kind of deformed. Um, so he's got this crazy face. He's run away now. <laughs> how how old is Egg? Egg's five. And where did the name Egg present. come from? No, I like oh, eggs a lot. Just, oh, I love eggs. Yeah, I well, I eggs. said that earlier. I made hard boiled eggs every day. I, I eat eggs every day. I love eggs. Any any just any way, any old way, cook I them like however. Poached, poached eggs are that, so good. They're so good. And you make so you make poached eggs because it's kind I of like eggs every those morning. are hard to make. <laughs> That's yeah. There's like a science to it, right? You yeah. got to like whisk the water and do the whole thing, right? No, I just I've got I've got a timing my toaster and my my pot a sink oh. <laughs> in my brain. So you know I um I just boil the water and you just put a little bit of water and crack the eggs in pretty close to the water and. I let them boil as long as the toast goes, you know, for it to pop up. Ah. And that's perfect timing. And then they're great poached eggs. Huh. I don't do any of that fancy shit with vinegar or anything like that. <laughs> that's how I've seen it done. Um, high society yeah, type poached eggs. I'm just, no. it, it just, it's just really hard to keep it looking like an egg. Cause if I try to poach it, it yeah, just, just kind of just blah, goes everywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you're going to eat it, so what the hell, right? Yeah. That's the nice thing about eggs. If you fuck up a fried egg, you just make it scrambled eggs, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Fuck up an omelet, scramble, fuck up an egg, scrambled eggs, you know? Mm -hmm. What is your favorite Mr. Bungles song? Egg? <laughs> or the yeah. one you named yourself after? <laughs> Probably that one. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, that's such a, do you know that album, Vic? That is a crazy-ass album, Disco Volante. No, I don't, I don't think I do. When I first heard it, that sort of opened my brain up to crazy music. Mm -hmm. you know, and yeah, same. Further it, into the rabbit hole of mm -hmm. sort of really strange music. Is that the one with, it's not the one with Retro Vertigo on it, is it? No, that's California. Okay. That's the most sort of like probably overall accessible album. It's got gotcha. some like crazy moments, but not, but it's pretty, it's a lot more, yeah, accessible and melodic. Okay. All right. I don't know. Their first album, I mean, uh, there's a lot of Disco Volante, the middle one, is is the one that's just like super out there. And it just almost sounds like they were just nuts. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. And like almost sounds like they were just like in a, in a house, like just making noise. Like there's pots and pans and and just all kinds of crazy things happen. But it's also like some of my favorite stuff is on that album, like uh, Carrie's Stress in the Jaw and Secret mm -hmm. Song and 
um, oh man, what's the last mar- Oh, I had to send you this. Uh, Gene, I did a cover of uh, Merry Go Bye Bye. I love oh, that really? song. And I did a piano cover of it. Yeah. Oh, nice. Oh, I also did a cover of um, uh, what's that song? Uh, After School Special. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. there's certain nice. songs on that album that are like, they're actually like really great melodic. They're good songs, mm-hmm. you know, and it's got in the midst of this kind of lo fi recording or still look kind of some weird bits and whatnot and strangeness, but like, but then you put it up against like, uh, um, Mamiska or trying to think of the bends or something, <laughs> just, just like a lot of sort of ambient strangeness and yeah, what a phenomenal, phenomenal album. I still love that. So what, what actually, before we go, so what would, what would some recommendations be, um, of bands in that vein, just kind of that, and what would you even call that stylistically? Like, how would you describe that music? Right? Because it's so eclectic. You can't just call it avant-garde, right? I mean, you can't. Um, there's so many element, yes. elements. I don't know. I've sort of, um, I don't know. Do you mean what am I listening to now? But Sure, yeah. Like, what is some stuff that you dig? Um, have you heard Throbbing Gristle? No, but I'm typing. It's at, what is it again? Throbbing Gristle. Throbbing Gristle. Oh, I see it. I started in the 70s and they're just kind of on. Okay. I don't, I don't quite know how to describe it. It's sort of hideous, but in a very relaxing way. Oh, relaxing hideousness is. Yeah, I had someone one time that was listening to Melvin's and. I'm trying to think what I can't remember how they described it, but it was really great. It was kind of in a similar manner of like, uh, um, but granted, I mean, it's different stuff per album, but like almost like psychotic, but, but cool, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or something. Yeah. Your video has disappeared. Mine did. Mine did. Yeah. Oh, see, that's what happened to you earlier, but I'm still here. So <laughs> oh, we're all, we're all still here. So throbbing gristle. What else you got? Um, um I'm gonna have that? to request a spelling. P e r e u b u. Oh, <laughs> another '70s band from Cleveland, Ohio. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're great. Check the stuff out. So, do you like um, what are like do what are like your your normal bands that you like that everybody loves, or are you like uh, I hate I hate the Beatles? No, I love the Beatles. Okay, good. No, I like uh, you know I, I don't not like something because it's popular. Um, no, I really like Neil Young. Or, you know, um, you see, once once you ask a question like this, it's like all of the bands in your head just go. <laughs> now, it's like when I use, like, yeah, when you start playing guitar or something, you go to Guitar Center and someone's like, play something. And you're like, you've just played like a hundred riffs at your, in your bedroom. And then you're like, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, here's, so now. Something we've done on a few podcasts, and I know this isn't for everybody, and some people are uncomfortable and don't like to be mean and talk shit, but we started this thing that I sometimes I like to ask you, just like food, I was like, what don't you like? Are there any Um, bands that just make your skin crawl that you absolutely can't stand? 
Mm, well, <laughs> not like, not really. Like, I don't, I don't really get that angry about music. Like, there's obviously, I, I don't know what's in pop music these days, or you know that kind. That's of why thing. you don't get angry. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like in Ubers or stuff like that, and it's it's it just seems so foreign. It's just like this whole other world that I'm just yeah. I just have no idea what's going on. But it doesn't necessarily make me angry. I'm not going to listen to it. But it, I don't know. That's it's a really good answer. It's very mature of you. <laughs> I think I'm just uh, I'm the complete opposite. I'm like. What can we talk shit about for no? I, I'm really not because I'm not like a guy that goes trolling around like hating on things. I, there's just a handful of bands I just enjoy hating. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah. So, so I'm always like fishing to see if like yeah. the guest is like, "Do you hate that band too?" What bands? <clears throat> like Limp Biscuit. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, obviously. I mean, they don't. It's a no-brainer, right? Yeah. Or or certain genres they don't like irritate me. It's not like I'm not going to listen to them. It's it's strange. You know, that whole genre of stuff's kind of goofy. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I don't know. We just had this. I think it was on a certain podcast. We came up with this scenario where it was like, "What are your top type? Like your five Titanic bands?" And I know that's a lot, but I'm not. I'm not insinuating that we actually like murder bands, but we could. But if certain bands sank on a Titanic, I mean, I'm not going to lose sleep over it. You know? <laughs> yeah. You, you can think about it. Like, what catalogs of bands could we put on the Titanic so it never sees the line of day? <laughs> Yeah, we're not gonna sink it. We'll just sail it around the world endlessly. They never get to. They never get to actually like dock anywhere. So nobody <laughs> other than all the other all the only all the shitty bands have to hear each other's music, and the rest of the yeah. world is free from it. I actually think that's a pretty good plan. How do we come up with that? I, I think we were talking about a Monsters of Rock cruise, and oh yeah, and another podcast guest said like, "Oh, have you thought about it this way?" And we're like, "Ooh, okay." <laughs> Speaking of cruises, and I almost was going to ask this when we got on Australian cuisine. So you've toured uh, with Kevin and right various things, and mm-hmm. have you been all over the world or throughout the states? No, just just on the little West Coast tours. Um, okay, we've got a kid, so oh really? Okay. Well, he's my stepkid. Is he's not my uh, blood kid, but Kevin's proper kid, and um. So it's kind of hard to go on international tours for him and stuff like that. I so see, yeah. kind of if the Melbourne Stew, you know, they've been getting hepatitis to play with them for a while. So mm-hmm. if they do a West Coast thing or any shows here, I'll, I'll sometimes work for Buds then. Gotcha. Yeah. Cool. Have you ever been on a cruise? I have. I've never been. How'd you like it? I liked it. It was, um, it's fancy. It was kind of, yeah, it was fancy. Lots of drugs. Oh. <laughs> yeah. What, what, where, where was the cruise? Was that here or was it in Australia? Shit. Um, we went to, it was, it left from, it was in, in the States. I was 19 or something. Um, it left from Florida. I went to Jamaica and some other island. Hey, did you have the, and did you dock, so you docked at Jamaica for a bit? Uh-huh. I wonder if you had the same Jamaica experience as me where it was like super fit the stereotype where people were like, hey, man, and like smoking weed and just like, what's oh, up? Yeah. That the was first, crazy. Like dudes rolling up. The bus. 
that yeah. everyone's weird. Yeah. And everybody I, put in their order and got some crazy. Totally. Weird. Yep. Totally. So, and so like third world too, right? Like it's kind of, oh, a, yeah. it's and crazy. They, they didn't really want us to see the real Jamaica. Right. Like they, they sort of wanted you to only see the tourist part of it. Um, but That's we why they drove, get you high as shit right away. <laughs> yeah. We drove through sort of some of the towns and it, yeah, it was pretty um, poverty stricken. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it was really, I, I always remember that um, experience for that reason. It was very just like, wow, culture shock. The second you, well, I mean, I flew in, so you land and you're just like, you get off the plane and you just feel third world country. Like, you know, the, mm-hmm. the, the, the airport's kind of low lit dank, dank, you know, whatever. And the, the weather, I mean, it's a tropical Island. So the weather was kind of, but yeah, then the ride where we were going, it was just this little rickety little kind of bus thing hauling ass down these, tiny mm-hmm. narrow roads with like kids and goats in the middle of the road. And, mm-hmm. and you're looking over a, a cliff, like, wow, this is freaking crazy, man. Like it yeah. was pretty wild, but, uh, cool. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I could keep rambling, but I, uh, <laughs> fortunately for you, I have to go do shit tonight. So I won't just <laughs> no waste way. another hour. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, Matt, so, uh, thanks for doing this. This is a lot of fun. Oh, I'm glad yeah. we got to chat. I'm, uh, yeah, I've been a big fan of your art, and again, thanks for that time. Uh, you know, getting us into the oh no way hepatitis and melvins and all that. And um, yeah, hopefully uh, see you on a tour sometime down the road or something. Yeah, um, for sure. So, oh, now Gina. Oh, here's something, Vic. Do you remember her real name? Gina, effing something. That's all I remember, Gina Effin. Effin Gina. <laughs> I do not. What is it? Do you want me to say it? Well, but clearly we we can't. We don't oh. remember. <laughs> Effentopolis. Yeah, ah. Is that right? Effin, that's a cool yeah. name. Okay, Gina Effentopolis Squaws. Rootmanus. Rootmanus. Yeah. Gina Effentopolis Squaws Rootmanus, everybody. Thanks for joining <laughs> us. Uh, be sure to check out her art at on Facebook, Maz, Ma Squaz. Mal Squaz. Mal. I, this is embarrassing. I bought shit from you and I can't, I'm just <laughs> dumb. I smoked too much weed in Jamaica that time. So <laughs> Mal Squaz, Gina Squaz, wherever. Go check it out on Facebook, Instagram. Um, and then the music, go check out Kevin Rutmanis's YouTube. And there's just all kinds of cool shit on there from his various bands, videos you've done. Uh, Lords and Lady Kevin, it's a lot of cool stuff. I'm gonna I'm gonna go down a Manus rabbit hole nice. when I'm like on the plane in a few days. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's gonna be like, "What is he watching? <laughs> what is that stuff?" Okay. Anyway, right. well, thanks again for joining us. We will Thank see you. you down the line once again. This is Scum Manhattan, Vic Ramos. Bye. <laughs>